good morning and welcome to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kimberly Lannon. Oh, now you're smiling. And and I'm ready to throw something at Lou because yeah. Lou, <laughs> Lou is sick. I have a cold. And, and I'm on the back end of it. He warn me before I got close to him. Now I'm going to be civil. Um, you didn't warn me. And then after I walked away, you're like, oh, I have a cold. Uh, yeah, so and then I you just, came back and just stood at the same distance. No, I didn't. Yes, I got, did. no, I came in to get all kinds of sanitizing stuff. Because then when you told me that, I know you touch everything in my studio area. Yeah, so that's I my job. Wipe everything down. <laughs> and then I use this disgusting, blah, that smells. And then it won't soak in. And then you had to, uh, whatever. Sorry. Lou, and you didn't tell me that you were sick. COVID. I did. It was about 30 seconds into the conversation, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds later. Yeah. Thanks, Lou. Anyway, so, and see, this is how we always start. And now I'm mad at you. How did you get sick? I don't know. Like, really? Like, who are you around? You sit behind a glass window like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, that's a couple hours a day. It's not, it's not my whole life. <sighs> well, I'm out. I've got him over here. Yes. Yeah. Stay over there. <laughs> no I literally just took like five hand sanitizer wipes and like cleaned yeah. it down. You're okay. You're going to make it. I know, but look at me. I'm like, hands up. <laughs> hands off the steering wheel. <laughs> well, anyway, good morning, everyone. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I had a nice Thanksgiving, yes. Yes? Yeah. It, good. Did you cook? I didn't. Oh, that's yeah. right. We talked about that. Yeah. Oh, well, you ate, though. A 16-year-old right, cook. I texted you. Yeah. But I ate reasonably with, with our series of broadcasts in mind about how to deal with food in the holiday. Yeah, you texted me and said that you actually didn't go too far over the edge. No. I and that was... was good. So you didn't end up having to do the couch unbuckle and no. sleep? No. God, no. You got to watch your football games without distress in your stomach and your brain? I might have gone a little far in a squash. Do you eat a little too much squash? But not while well, I could eat the squash. It's better, than, it's better than going too far on like stuffing. Right. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't butter laden. It, it wasn't, it was just nicely done squash. Good. So it didn't have cinnamon and brown sugar in it, right? No. Good. Ugh. Marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no marshmallows. Well, you know, this is what people did. Do you have a people... problem with cinnamon and brown sugar? Inside your squash? Oh, yeah. I understand. Really? Cinnamon and brown sugar are great for other things, but inside your squash i know that's like a thing but if that's you're how you do squash, acorn, acorn squash though you a little olive oil on the outside a pat of butter and, that's a, it. and a sprinkle is sprinkle of brown sugar no just a sprinkle no okay no yeah no more from now on i guess <laughs> <laughs> i've converted you yeah so anyway so now this this is a whole new start december 1st mm -hmm. it's freezing here in studio and outside but it's nice and sunny today freezing is harsh you're harsh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's just let's just put it that way. You're harsh. All right. It is. It is very cold in here. Don't worry. I'll start sweating and I'll take this off. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, um, and there's a blower over my head. I'm not sure. Did you know that this blowing on me today? Yeah. I. It's. You don't care. No, I care. It's just the same <laughs> as it's always been. Well, maybe I'm just perked up in my ears today. No, the heating system in this building is horrible. See, so I'm right. It's cold. Yeah. Um, so, so this week we're starting the series of going into the next holiday, and also Happy Hanukkah to people that started on Sunday evening. And this, so it's Hanukkah and Christmas, and then we go into New Year's. So this is the back half, is what I always consider the back half of the 
emotional stress, money, emotional stuff, spiritual stuff because yeah. of the holiday meeting um, and all the different pieces that are not the same as Thanksgiving. It's like, you know, the opener is Halloween. Thanksgiving is the food fest. And then now comes the social, the financial, the spiritual, the grieving, all the things that come up in uh, December that then spring you into, I'm going to make all these resolutions and transform my life as of January 1st. So from one month from now, everyone will make all these wonderful things in their head that, as I've said in the past years, what are we doing with those resolutions and are they really good for you? But we don't have to talk about resolutions necessarily today, but it's like, how do you set yourself up to come into um, your new year without it being like, I'll wait for another month to make it happen. It's more, how do you have your best life today so that you don't have to wait till the 1st of January? Yep. Right. I think this is the year that I'm ready to officially declare. I don't like Christmas. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. On that note, I'm going to blow my nose for a second. Yeah, Excuse that's me. fine. Okay. Now I'm sick well, because see, you, you made me sick. Yeah. In like um, three minutes. Uh, well, <laughs> how do I know you didn't bring it in? Quit, Cause I'm not sick. Okay. You haven't seen me in two weeks. Yeah. Except online. Yeah. Um, it's just allergies. Yeah. Being around you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So Mr. Bahumbug seriously oh, decided it. you just said I'm not, declaring war against Christmas, essentially. I, not essentially what I said at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my interpretation of it. Yeah. Go with that. Okay. So what is it that you said? You've decided said, you don't I, like Christmas. I'm, I'm ready to admit to myself, I think this year that I don't like Christmas. Why? Yes. So that means I'm not getting a Christmas present like last year? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, good thing that we keep the tradition. I give you something and you give me squat. <laughs> you don't have to give me anything. See, oh, that's... that is not what we're doing here. See, that's part of it. That's exactly <laughs> part of it. I give to give and not expect anything from you. So it's okay. This sounded like a lot of expectation in oh, that conversation. Please. Did you ever <laughs> see me ask you for anything? Just about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your cold has really gone to your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why is it that you don't like Christmas now? That's um, the problem. Let's do therapy on this. Just um, It's just highly stressful and there's no Well, why? Because finance is it. spiritual because of the time of year and people being yeah. like whatever. Nice. Well, this is the only time of year that I find that collectively many people become incredibly nice and also become incredibly more difficult. Depends. Yep on how close we are to the actual day. Cause I find that people's, and this is all anecdotal psychological evidence on my part is I find that people get closer to the day. People get more angry or upset or agitated. But right now everyone's like, Oh, it's December 1st and it's a wonderful season. And we're putting up our lights and Christmas carols and hot chocolate and, and paying it forward. And, you know, someone pays my coffee this morning. Like it starts, yeah. the, you know, the kindness stuff, you know, like, and I love that. But as we get closer, I have found over the years that, Hmm. People start, all the wheels come off the bus. Yeah, it's like I've, my relationship with Christmas in the past is, again, I know people enjoy it, so I'll go along. Oh. You know, for me, not a lot of personal, <laughs> not a lot of personal gain out of it, but but people enjoy it, so help them enjoy it. That's all fine. Well, that is personal gain. And why should yeah. there have to be personal gain? That's an interesting concept psychologically. Let's talk about that. Well, that personal usually gain. determines your like or dislike for an item. Well, yeah, but. It, 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 if you're helping people out, by it makes you feel better. Or it doesn't make you feel game. better. You're talking over me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's been that's been the way I've handled it for a long time. It'll probably continue to be the way I handle it because I know other people enjoy it. 
So why, you know, why dump that on them? Okay. So this is a very important piece, I guess, of this, because many, I think, all kidding aside, many people, I think, share your viewpoint. Um, although when they share it, I also find that in the same breath, they enjoy some aspects of it, even though they say what you're saying. But it's which thing is overriding on which particular day or right. whatever. Um, and I wonder what that basis is for you, because I would imagine that speaks to a lot of people's basis of their, like, why is it one day it feels like, oh, this is great. And then other days like, Ugh. so is it something that becomes, is it a financial thing? Is it a social burden thing? Is it a expectation? I find that a lot of times my conversations in the next few weeks will be about expectations that and the new, um, yeah. the new COVID strain, which will be everybody's hot topic and why they're sick. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's true though, this is what's gonna come up. Um, but what do you think that expectation is 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 in your I head? think this year the holiday is asking more. Why? It's asking more financially. It's really? asking more in my personal life. It's it's asking. Well, clearly I just said, give <laughs> me a me. gift, you know, so I expect yeah, that. It's true, there you go. <laughs> so clearly It's just taking a bigger, it's taking a bigger chunk. Seems to be taking a bigger chunk this year. But why? is it because covid has changed and so now this year people are back together so you feel more pressure no my girlfriend and her daughter enjoy christmas so it is like all over the house now so i can't oh you are such a scrooge i you see there's no there's no need for that it doesn't make me a scrooge <laughs> oh you're very sensitive today too god <laughs> um lou yes so did the decorations and all those things bother you father is strong <laughs> wow you're just contrary today no no i'm just i'm trying not to be called a scrooge okay because maybe i want a little more routine in my life okay so that's so for you like many people it this holiday right mm -hmm. so these are these are all good topics of this because this is this is a constant thing for a lot of people and by the way today is december 1st yes and this has been a thing now for three or four days it's like it's not even December. It's just December when I woke up this morning. Okay, I'm preserving my. <laughs> so it's not like December fifteenth. We put some decorations up. Everyone has a good time, has some eggnog, and we move on. <laughs> if people aren't watching, they're just listening. I, I'm just, you know, I'm collecting my yeah. thoughts <laughs> as I'm watching you and itching my eye because apparently I'm having allergies. Yeah, I'm allergic to you. Um, okay. So I was, I don't know what I was going to say because you interrupted me again, yep. but I was going to say probably something along the lines of, I think that many people share in some of your thought process. Cause I certainly come across this at, in my office all the time at this time of year about the, it's an expectation is like w the social expectation versus your own personal expectation, your own wants versus the social wants. The, right. you know, it's the, it's the cognitive dissonance. It's the conflict between your personal thought process of how you expect things versus the world around you. So now you have your girlfriend and your your her daughter. Her daughter yep. Sorry, and and their expectations are butting up against yours. And so now you put families together, right? Everybody has different expectations. Like I, I was laughing the other day. Like I came home from my little vacation last week, and. Yep like half my street was lit, right? <laughs> and it wasn't, and it was not even December 1st yet. So yeah. everyone's trees are up. And I imagine that, you know, last year, I remember in full blown COVID, 
I remember people's trees being up mid-November for, you know, variety of reasons. And there was a big psychological research study that came out. Uh, I think it was a couple of them, actually, but it was a conglomeration of them after a while of like how if you have your Christmas tree up and the lights and all that stuff, how it actually pushes your endorphins and gives you dopamine rush and all these things. So there's a benefit to the celebration lights to being up because people have that whatever that good feeling is that you want to call it or someone else wants to name it. But for other people, it's a sign of distress or agitation or it's too early or it's, you know, some people like to, you know, put the tree up the day before Christmas, take it down the day after Christmas. There are people that do that. I know people that do it Christmas morning. Isn't that crazy? Put the tree up Christmas morning? Christmas morning. Yeah, no. Yep. I have two clients that put the tree up Christmas morning and I'm like, and they have kids. Mm. And I'm like, wow. But, you know, teach their own. Yep. Um, and then they take it down like three days later. And it's a, and it's not an artificial tree. So, because you know. putting the tree up is another opportunity. If you have kids, right. It's another opportunity with your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, you just said something positive. Woo, yeah. win. No, there are positive aspects of it. <laughs> well, we finally got one now. So let's, <laughs> let's build on that. Yeah. So, so the activity. And now I have to giggle because I'm like, oh, in my house, it was never fun. But yeah. the activity of putting up the tree together and hanging ornaments and doing all those things and whatever tradition is, maybe people watch a movie or they have their cocoa or they have a pizza night, whatever it is, that's a great opportunity for people to have bonding. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and if you don't celebrate Christmas and you celebrate Hanukkah, I mean, I have I have such a spattering of people that a large spattering of people who celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. So the traditions around each are so different but yet so similar because it's really about the family spending time together and doing something you know healthy most of the time um to be together and and then well what's the what's the letdown of it or what's the the downside of it so when you're doing christmas tree together and all those things well that's why i was laughing because in my house i think it's the first time in my life and the only time growing up that i'd ever hear f-bombs in my house because no <laughs> one would swear ever until the christmas tree was going up because right. we had a very large a-frame ski ski chalet in vermont and i grew up and then our trees were better part of 10 plus feet high and they you know you have to strap them to the wall kind right. of tree yeah and uh uh-huh and so Christmas tree setup was a stress point. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, there was a lot of screaming and yelling and, you know, so there's that. And I know that still happens because I still have clients come in and tell me about how horrific it was one of the Christmas tree. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, and I think that that's where the industry, Hey, the industry has taken flight. And I actually now have one of those things. You just drop the tree in, you go, you do the little um, levers that push the thing in and hold it. And you don't have to swear at all. And it's done in less than 30 <laughs> seconds. So, but growing up, you know, people have that. So the bonding around that. So I have good memories of that, even though it was horrific. I have good memories of the fact that, you know, We'd have to strap it back to the wall, make sure it didn't fall over, make sure no cats were climbing up the center of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Right. So so I think that the, the bonding time around that is great. But I think that the um, the psychology of the holiday spirit, and this is what comes up a lot in my office, is like that people are so financially strained or people feel so obligated for a lot of things that are really outside the actual meaning, which is why people like Thanksgiving, because there's no gifts and there's no hoopla for, for other than food, that it's, it's yep. a little bit different. So it's psychologically less pressing on a person. And this is why I have found, and I would imagine there's plenty of good research and writing out there on the fact that this particular month 
is one of the hardest on people in terms of physically, mentally, um, for the, you know, for all the variety of reasons, just because it's so, so pressured in so many ways. And so that you want, you don't have to wonder why people get really suicidal or homicidal in some cases where people feel really pushed to the wall because they're so aggravated or agitated. Um, and, 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 and not, not joking. I mean, look how people get in mall parking lots or look how people get so agitated when they go to the mall, even now, you, you know, fighting over parking spaces. And, and I tell clients, they, cause they'll come in from the mall and their sessions right after. And like, thank God I have a session with you. I need to talk about, and like you, who can, if they want the parking spot, just let them have, just go to the next one. Right. Yep. Meanwhile, you know, occasionally I'll be like, oh, they but that's, parking spot. that's a snow on the roof, snow accumulating on the roof type of situation. Because if you are, stressed by this holiday yes you are triggered constantly it's a constant barrage yes of christmas from you know the decorations outside decorations in the your work building decorations at home christmas commercials music and Chris, christmas music yes <laughs> well so you just so the parking lot and as you know with most conflicts like that especially with things like a parking lot it's not about the parking spot no it's an accumulation of things that got to that point that came up to that point. And that person taking your spot is just the, the symptom of the problem. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that's, so that's the point is realizing that that person taking your spot or the inching in on you and whatever, and your agitation level isn't really because of that person realizing that you got to really check in now, December 1st, how do you want to live the next 31 days of your existence and yep. if and if you you know some people fly through this and it's like amazing but in my business i don't see that so because i have a self-selected group of people that tend to be a little bit more anxious a little bit more agitated a little bit more this or that you know and they're and they're working on some of their stuff not all but many and so and i think that's pretty representative of of the bell curve of the general population so i think that from now until the 31st or the first of january actively mindfully being aware on a day-to-day how do you want this day to look like for you how do you want it to feel what do you want to get from it um given that are you buying gifts today are you going christmas shopping are you going food shopping just for your daily week stuff right so what does it really look like for you and how do you want to be as opposed to kind of mindlessly going through the day and then happening upon all these little places that you end up going and there's a line at the post office but that you don't yeah. usually anticipate or so being really active in your head going i'm not going to react to these things so that i don't mentally unroll myself right that's the saving grace right it, where you look there you look at that and you say well this is a temporary situation right got to get through the month and um it's it's inevitable so you might as well enjoy it why why you know why take it all on why get agitated by it well, and, and I think that that's, and I think that just doing that on a day to, day-to-day basis is so important for people because people yeah. take these big chunks of time, like, okay, this week, now this weekend we have two parties and then next week we have, instead of it just being like, well, today, just do today yeah. and slow yourself down because this month is so intense with so much. I mean, this is when, I mean, how many parties are you going to and how, because last year it was nice and, it was nice and smooth and calm for most people really, because there was nothing. So people enjoy that. (laughs) I know. See, yeah, I know. But, and here's where it revs back up, right? So we have, uh, I mean, there's so many pieces to talk about this in, in, in earnest that there's so many um, downfalls and pitfalls that holidays bring this particular holiday, because there's such a height, heightened sense of expectation of self and others 
which is kind of why I tongue in cheek threw in that, like, what are you getting me? Yeah. Because there's an expectation that people have, even if it's unsaid, that there is out there. Um, and that's not just of money and gifts, it's of time and of love and of compassion and all these things that are out there that are supposed to be versus if you just take today, what is today? You're working today. You're going to go to the store later and go to the grocery store. You're going to get stuff for, you know, so you're not thinking, oh my God, I have to plan that table that has to have everything perfect in three weeks. And, and aunt Sue and, you know, uncle Joe and, and mom and dad and grandpa and grandma and all the 17, they're all coming over and we got to put, I have one client that has to put like all their furniture. That's really nice. Like they have to store it because people bring dogs to their house and allow that. I mean, there's like all these pieces and plans that people go through that become so stressful. And my resolution to things like that is tell the people they can't bring their dogs, but that, but then it creates this thing of, well, I can't do that. Yeah. Well, but you're stressed about your furniture it's your house. Why can't you say no? Well, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But you're being boundary crossed because it's your home and you're allowing them to come in with their dogs and they're not containing their dogs. So therefore, why? Like, And this is like the normal kind of things that you hear about that people make provisions for that sacrifice their own personal integrity of choice and will and want and need over the holiday. And, and instead, it's just like, well... Why not just speak up for yourself and say, you know, I don't really want that. But people get very caught up in, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And then it turns out to be the talk of the Thanksgiving table next year that did you know what happened last Christmas with Uncle Sue and Uncle Joe and Aunt Sue? I mean, so it's it's such a um, tumultuous time. And so I think going back to just being mindful, 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 which means being aware of today. And if you have something at this weekend, for instance, you don't have to be worried about it. It's just like actively try to plan like how the day will go for yourself today to get you to that day. So you're not all worried about it or stressed about it or what it looks like. Cause it's just overwhelming. And then it consumes the day that you're in and you forget what happened today. Yeah. You know? One of the things that I deal with on this holiday and, and I hate to go back and give any weight to things that happened in childhood because supposedly, hopefully I'm old enough to have dealt with them you know, to mitigate them to a certain extent. But Christmas in my house was always very material. Mm-hmm. It was love equals money or right. money equals love right. type of situation. And there was always a pile under the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I obviously I, I liked it as a kid. Right. But, you well, know. I think that that's really, I think that that's still really common. Is yeah. that, um, it's, I've just had this conversation recently. So that buying of the present is very important and getting the Christmas gift right is very important because, you know, that's your standard of love. That's your test of love. Well, and and so I was just going to say that I've I've had this conversation multiple times over the past week about how the amount of money spent doesn't equal how much one is loved, or if one gets more monetarily wise and in, in number, that doesn't mean that you have to equal it out over there. But people work like that. Yeah. If you spend four hundred here, you have to spend four hundred here, and if you sp- or that it has to be equivalent size or. And that equals love. I think that's very common. I hear that a lot. And I certainly grew up like that. Um, and and I try not to do that. I try to keep it. But, you know, we all fall into the trap. Um, but I actively, with mindfulness, try to think about it all the time. Of like, okay, it is what it is. And not have to, like, scurry about that around and be like, oh, I got to add one more thing in. And that one's not evil. And that one's not equal. And But it's very hard because... 
you get wrapped up in expectation. And it's not enough. You're handling it, though, because on the other end, that expectation may exist no matter how well you handle it. And that's the thing is, yeah. you, you know, I mean, because, you know, certainly there's been scenarios that I've seen in my practice and in my personal life as well. And I'm sure you have, too, is that people you give gifts and you can still see the disappointment like it's not enough. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I just spent a thousand dollars on you and you got everything you wanted and you still look disappointed. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you know, on a psychological level, many times if, if we're just doing clinical talk here is that if I'm sitting in my office with someone, it's often rooted in people who have had disappointing holidays or they've been let down as children or they've been promised or there's been an expectation that something will happen and it doesn't. So there's always this, hope for reciprocity or hope for like giving. I mean, I have a lot of kids in my practice who are not kids, but like teenagers and, and young adults who have been strong roles in financially supporting parts of their family because of where, you yeah. know, my catchment area is. There's a lot of people who have kids working and they help provide. Yep. Um, and the disappointment, we talk a lot about how they will be giving for Christmas a lot. And their expectation is that they were hopeful that they'll get stuff that they want, but they know that they will probably, they know they probably won't get, but they're, they're expected to give, but their get will be. And so the, the holiday doesn't become about what we try to talk about is, you know, feeling the good spirit and feeling like you're giving and not worrying about what you're getting back and things like that. Right. Um, but it really becomes about the sadness it creates because there's a disappointment and, and giving and getting equals love somehow. And that if you don't give, enough you're you know that's a condition of like love given and if you're not given anything that's a condition that we don't love you a lot or it's measured in how much so it's that's what it gets caught up and i think people get so sad so you see that time between christmas ish day eve and new year's where you have a higher rate of suicide because people get so much let down yeah and then you add all the other things we talked about thanksgiving like alcohol and family dynamics and all these like sad things. And it's like, Oh, the expectation is so high and the equivalency of like all the gift giving and all that stuff. And it's like, um, I'm a big person in the past few years on giving experiences, not gifts. So there's nothing tangible like to touch. It's more about give the gift of like going to, um, bowling or you're doing something together yeah. um going out on a shopping i'm taking like one of my nieces out on a shopping and lunch date you know we're going out and doing that for for christmas so it's, it's we're spending time together so it's not measured in actual gifting and so we're both we we both consider it that we're giving to each other because we're going and spending time together and it's she, funny the kids ask all the time what do you want for christmas what do you want for birthdays i want time yeah you know I yeah. Want, let's go have dinner or something like that right. yeah. well and, and people ask me recently what do you want for christmas and i say nothing and they're like no 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 you really yeah. want something don't worry we'll get you something good and i'm like okay i mean nothing to i love getting things but <laughs> i'd actually like a day with nobody around me <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> you know if i if truth be told yep. i would like a day to spend in the forest with the with the woodland creatures and by myself <laughs> But when people ask and I say, I don't want anything, it's that association for me is I don't want you to have the stress. Don't worry about getting me. Some, first of all, like, well, I do love, getting I couldn't you tell you what I friend, want. So I will be yeah. getting you your bourbon. <laughs> well, bourbon's always a nice gift. I but, know. Yeah. But maybe we should just go out and get bourbon together. Oh yeah. And then we have time. Right now yeah. everyone's going to be like, Oh, are they dating? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Um, but you sure, when I'm over my cold. Actually, that would help your cold. I uh, know. Trust me. Like you just, uh, you should. As soon as we finish the show, just drink up. Have some bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any in that drawer over there? Three more shows today. Oh. Actually, I have Bailey's in the drawer. <laughs> See, I always knew you were drinking while we were doing the show. <laughs> no, that's from an old show <laughs> a while ago. But oh yeah. my god. Um. So, so the. The other piece of this, we did a taste test on the air of that show. We did a taste oh. test live because oh. I said I could tell the difference between Irish creams and they they disputed it. So, and did you? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, it's easy. Yeah, because you can usually tell between yeah. Bailey's and other. It's very clear. Yeah. Um, the other piece of this because we're so this is like the setup show for the next few shows, obviously. So that's, that's why I'm bouncing a little bit because we're also going to talk about and put this in is this is also a holiday for a lot of the the real triggering of. Um, the mental health disorders like bipolar incidences tend to be increased. Like if you have, you know, more of the bipolar one versus bipolar two. So what you're either more depressed or you're very manicky um, or um, OCD is pressed during this time because people have to be perfect. I have clients that spend hours wrapping gifts because it has to be perfect and they'll yep. wrap and unwrap and wrap and unwrap and bows and, and I understand that, right? So, or the trees have to be perfect. And I have to say that I have a little bit of this, right? That certain things have to be a certain way and probably drive John absolutely crazy. And he, <laughs> I'll come home and he'll be like, look, I did all the lights. And I'll be like, Ugh. do you have one Christmas tree? What? Do you have one Christmas tree? Will you judge me if I have more? Judge you? No. Laugh at me. <laughs> so you have more. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, like you said it like, of course you do, Kim. Of course you do. It's one of the things this year. There, there are had... two Christmas trees and they're like basically next to each other. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, I've always had more than one. Yeah. And they're different sizes and they're very, they're allocated for very specific things. Yep. Right. I used to have my grandmother's Christmas tree. Like I made it after she passed away. I did it in honor of her for 10 years. Nice. A beautiful Christmas tree of all her favorite colors and the way she did it. And then it switched over to my Swarovski crystal tree. Wow. So there's only my Swarovski crystals on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very pretty. <laughs> so you're into Christmas. I love Christmas. Yeah. It is so my all, favorite holiday. All these disorders get triggered because you're expected to be happy. Well, it depends on I would the disorder. Imagine. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's like it's an un... Oh, so let me finish this disorder. So you got OCD. Post-traumatic stress disorder gets triggered heavily during this time as well. Um, not in the Not in the sense of like veterans having like the you know fireworks go off but there's other things that right. go on like memories and flashbacks um and then because the trauma is constant because you're seeing christmas everywhere 24 7 <laughs> well <laughs> what? i think we just tapped into some of your trauma didn't we <laughs> yeah, a little bit yeah a little bit yeah Oh, I'm going to get calls today and next week about, we really have to help Lou. No, I'm aware of it. I'm fine. I'm under control. I'm like hitting all those cylinders for you today, aren't I? I'll be fine. <laughs> it's only a month. I know. By next show, we're gonna you're going to be on the floor and I'm going to no. be like Freud going like, let's talk about that with a pipe hanging out of no, my I'm, mouth. No, in fact, I'm past, I'm you're coming not, through. Don't the, tell me you're past anything. No, oh, I'm stop. coming through the resistance you, yeah. and giving into the surrender. You're killing me. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. I'll make sure I wear my Star Wars gear next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's all good. Um, and uh, oh, and then also the substance abuse disorders. So so opiate use. I don't know if you saw this this week. The new release of the opiate use around fentanyl is up sixty four percent. 
from year over year? From <clears throat> from last year and the year before up. So it's a total of 64% oh, yeah. use. Um, and that's crazy because, you know, like a grain of it, you can die from. So, yeah. um, and people are, the overdoses and deaths from it are just on the rampant. And this is a time when people are also, you know, substance abuse is up. So it's already up because of the pandemic, but we add in a holiday. And so you add in the holiday push, which is all the things we're talking about. Plus, if you have a pre-existing disorder like anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, um, any of the psychotic disorders <clears throat> or anything like that, then you add in a drug or alcohol. Yep. Um, but particularly the opiate use and the, um, if you haven't seen Dope Sick, you should watch it. Oh, okay. Have you seen that yet on Hulu? No. I highly recommend it because people don't understand like the whole Oxycontin thing. Um, it's a very, very accurate spot on well done thing on on the Sackler uh, pharmaceutical company and Oxycontin that Michael Keaton did. And it's spot on around how people have become addicted to Oxycontin and the epidemic of opiates. But um, that would also explain a lot of like what I'm talking about, about this holiday time and how people um, either are alone and they're already in addiction or they're struggling or they're homeless or there's other things. This is a, this is a great time of year to be mindful of you, there's ways to help people and you want to find ways that you find Christmas or Hanukkah or giving spirit for the month is really being mindful of people who are in need of help. <clears throat> you hear my allergies? Like it's you. Um, How am I responsible for your allergies? I'm just allergic to you. Yeah. And, um, and that the opiate use in combination with all the pressures as well is, you know, I, I'm imagining and predicting out just because I work with a lot of people who have addiction that there will be an increase of issues in the next few weeks, which I'm sort of prepared for that. Um, it's going to be, I'll get a lot of consults on this because people will be struggling because of the holidays and because they have nowhere to go or they have been um, relapsed and beds are filled in the hospitals. Yeah. And like, this is that kind of time of year. People start going into the hospitals because it gets colder. They don't have anywhere to go. They overdose by accident because they have nowhere else to go. So it's, so yeah, we're talking about Christmas and holidays sort of tongue in cheek on some of this, but there's this other really yep. significant piece that's a mental health concern because it's a big issue. And um, so if people are looking to help out uh, your own self and have some altruism to help others, what a great way to help go to a homeless shelter, give back, feed, you know, do a Sunday morning this week. You know, everybody's looking for people, even in the pandemic, they're asking for volunteers at this juncture because there's so many people that need. Um, certainly there's local places all around, all around the country that are asking for, you know, help with families who are struggling because of the pandemic or people that are out of legitimately out of work and can't get a job. And it's not because they're not trying or not looking or they're relying on PPP, you know, yep. they're real. you know, there's, there's some really great ways to give back so that it kind of gives you a sense of um, peace. You know, I, I find there's nothing better than giving to things and then not knowing you've done it. Yeah. Like I like doing that. This is the time I do it a lot anyway, but I like doing it at this time of year because I know I, I always know what the response is, but they don't know who. And that's wonderful. What a great way. Like that's such a nice thing. It's yep. better than, you know, the Christmas morning giving <laughs> gifts and everyone doing it to me. Yep. So and it, I think that that helps um, you, but it also helps so many people that are struggling and it gives you a sense of, you know, when you're looking 
reminiscing at this time of year because that's what people do around the first of the year like how was my year what is my life what is what have i done with my life etc it gives a good spot for you to say oh i'm i've actually been doing good things this year for the world around me and the community and encouraging kids i think kids getting kids i've gotten a lot of kids into volunteering this year as the pandemic has changed not you know gone away but yeah. you know there's so many places looking animal shelters are looking um, libraries are still looking, um, um, homeless shelters, um, the Salvation Army, like everyone's looking for people because, and, you, and they'll take kids 16, 15, 16, depending on the place, you know, and some places will take little kids as long as they come with an adult to help. So what a great way to yeah, not just be up in the melee of the, in, the insanity of the holidays. You're making me like sneeze. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> It's not my fault. Damn. You're making me like. I'm not taking responsibility for that. Itchy nose. Now it's like all of a sudden the heat's like boiling in here. You made me sick. Same room. <laughs> you made me sick. Yeah. Um. So so see we have lots of pieces to talk about. Yeah. It's yeah. just a stressful period. See, you're so stressed about it. Yeah, I am. So why are you so stressed? Because you would be probably representing. And it's almost it's almost worse when you have people in your life who love christmas so much because their expectations are higher they're looking for this great experience that you're supposed to provide <laughs> i have a i have a client buddy i have a client that the past two christmases it didn't go well for him because he didn't anticipate what the right gift was or the right gifts were to give yeah to the person in his life part of the stress and they almost got divorced over it last year well yeah. literally yeah and um the whole over the christmas present over the Christmas present is a symptom of the problem. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right, but it, it, but that's really what it was about. That you know, during the time, but the divorce was was the the culmination of the person that's my client not understanding or or reading the room right as like how to anticipate what the needs of the other and really understanding as a theme in the life, not just as a Christmas. So let me ask you, but wait, before, yeah. no. Yeah. So on the other side, I, I held the responsibility on the other person also to say that person has to be really specific in asking for what they need. And that's one of the things that couples don't do. And, and people don't do in general is people expect others to mind read and you have to train people yeah to know what you need, not expect them to know. So if you don't ask and you're not clear, then you get what you get kind of thing. And, you know, it's, you know, it's like when people say, well, you should know because you, if you loved me, you would know. Yeah. Well, that's kind of loaded. I think if you, if you know a person for many, many years and you're very intimate in, in terms of knowing them and you know what they like and you know what they, then yes, there's this level of that, but it still has to be that a person who wants something and they've never expressed it, then they have to express that. I would like this. I need this. So the other person at least has it in the back of their mind so they can work on that in their head. But a lot of times you get these, these positions and Christmas's highlight for this is the disappointment comes like, well, did you get everything you wanted? It's like, you know, yeah. like in Christmas story, did he get everything he wanted when his dad asked? And he's like, well, yeah. He's like, oh, well, that's good. You know, Santa was good to you. And he's like, well, is there anything that you're missing? Well, no, that's okay. But he, but the dad knew that he wanted the Red Rider BB gun because he knew that that's really, he knew the emotional want and need of the person, the kid. Yep. So that's what people are really looking for is someone knowing them well enough to do that. And when 
my client, like not the only client, but it just sticks out because I just had this conversation with him that he already went out and bought this year and he had two lists and he was so afraid that he doesn't want to mess it up because he wants the marriage that he bought everything on both lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, is there, you know, and I said, this is kind of a downfall pitfall area for you possibly because what if there's something that's not on the list that you haven't anticipated because she's really looking for you to go outside the list. Yes. And he looked at me like, yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I shot him in the heart yesterday. He was like, Ugh. because going by a list shows lack of effort right. can be interpreted as lack of effort. Yeah. Right. So that's what I was going to ask you before I get into that. You hit on it exactly. Cause I was going to ask you, did he have a chance? Because most guys don't have a chance. Well, I don't, so I don't necessarily think it's just guys because, yeah. right, I really don't. But I, but the stereotype is certainly that guys miss the mark, right? Really? Because Christmas for a lot of guys is a six pack. Well, I mean, it's six pack. This, <laughs> or good. bourbon. Yeah, exactly. Right. I know. Yeah. Yes. But I, but the thing is, is I think it happens on both sides. But it, yeah. I think, yes, the stereotype is definitely much more towards it, it being not in the male male favor that men will come up with the right thing yeah. depends um and that's the that's the commonality of that men miss the mark right but that's what i try to help couples with is you have to tell each other what you both need and then if the person then doesn't meet your needs and misses the mark, then you have that conversation kind of thing. Like that was disappointing because I actually asked for what I needed and then you got me, you know, a blender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, a blender. Yeah. And people are much more pragmatic. You know, people expect that they'll be, each person will be like themselves. So, you know, most women, just everyone listening, most women don't want machinery, yes. vacuums, Fair blenders. Enough. Yes. Right? Yeah. hand mixers yeah except for the kitchen aid i got one of those it's amazing yeah. um but my grandmother gave it to me um but women want things typically that are emotionally content laden they're meaningful they have some kind of you know jewelry is the kind of stereotype right but it has like you know the necklaces and the rings and the jewelry that has meaning like it's a heart or it's infinity or means something special to them or something that's special, that not necessarily jewelry, but it's something that, oh, I thought of you because I know you love hot chocolate. So I bought you this mix that has this thing. Like, so you go out of your way to think about the interest of the person versus I got you a pair of mittens. Yeah. You know, or I yeah. got you a scarf. Nobody wants mittens and a scarf. But jewelry is a good example because you can hit on the jewelry aspect mm -hmm. of it if that's what works for a woman. But there are a billion different choices. Right. Uh well, that's a billion I, minus one of them, which is wrong. <clears throat> well, but so that's why there's where you knowing the person that you're with is super important is like, you know, I mean, if you have someone that, you know, has a pet, go for the pet kind of thing or something with a pet thing on it. Or, you know, someone that loves cardinals or, you know, someone that loves, you know, infinity signs or, you know, someone that loves, you know, different gemstones that have like, you know, maybe Irish, you know, the person. So you, yeah. you tailor it to them or, you know, Etsy's really good for finding things like, so you're showing that you've put effort in to the gifting of it. And you didn't just go to like the little kiosk in the mall and just be like, I'll just pick that. Yeah. You're like, look, you know, um, nothing to say anything at the kiosk in the mall aren't great sometimes because they are because Right. a couple things from them and I love them, but right. it's a matter of like, do you know your person? 
both male and female side or male to male and female to female, just so they don't get dinged for like, cause it's true. Like yeah. whatever you're getting, whoever you're getting for it, it's, do you know your friend? Do you know your partner? Do you know your relationships well enough to meet the needs of the person? And you're not going to ever be always perfect, but it's the effort. It's like, you know, um, the, Personality disordered people struggle with this because it's never enough. Like if you have not a lot of narcissism and damages from growing up of like, you know, feeling like you weren't nurtured enough or people didn't love you or the, whatever, the cup will never be filled up enough. So right. it's like you give like thousands of dollars worth of gifts kind of thing. And it's still like, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. It's, it's so it's very hard to be in relation with people who are heavily personality disordered or even have a streak of it in them, like per, um, narcissism borderline personality disorder, which is a histrionic, very dramatic person, because the needs, that's all a need-based push of a disorder. And it's hard to meet those needs yeah. because it's almost like you're never going to be able to meet that because you, you can't get their cup full enough because their cup isn't already half full. It's almost depleted. So you're only helping in a little bit and they're always draining. And that self-identity is about being disappointed. Or Essentially, be, yeah. in many cases, right? It's always about so, like the insecurity or the sadness or the pity. Um, you know, I mean, very loosely. I mean, there's so much yeah, more to it, but sure. you know, just describing like on a on a Christmas morning, for instance. But they're like, attached to the disappointment more than they are sure, than being satisfied. They're attached to the to the, to the failure yeah. of getting their needs met, which is personality disorders. You know, yeah. that they have no no cup filler. And that's what you know. What ends up bringing up those kinds of things, you know, the, um, antisocial person, um, the schizoaffective person, the person who has no affect or minimal affect to things. It's all the same. It's that, you know, there's pieces of them that are different, but certainly that lack is there. Is someone typing? Cause I'm not seeing no, it. No, I'm just oh, checking. I, saw you That's what I, I was checking. Yeah. What are you checking? I was checking to see if there were comments. Oh, if no people comments. who are listening, if you have comments, you can put them in there. Um, Nobody has comments today because we're... Well, Joseph said good morning. Good so. morning, Joe. Yeah. I did see it pop up on the yeah. screen. That's because that's because we're bantering today. Yes. Um, so so I I would say as we as we come into the next few weeks of really working on like if you know you have anxiety, you know you have OCD, you know you have depressive issues, right? that really being so super self-aware of like how to take care of yourself on a daily basis during this time. Cause this is a really hard time of year for people. Doesn't matter what part of the country you're living in. It is really about the season of the holiday. And, um, and many people try to opt out. I've had several people. So I imagine if I've had several in my practice that this is going to be out there in the world of like, they're just not doing anything. Like they're not doing anything for the holiday. That's yeah. it. No tree, no decorations. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it's problematic. <laughs> well, because again, you have other people in your life and chances are at least a few people in your life really enjoy the holiday. Well, so you yes. want them to have that experience. Well, and that's the conversation I've had with those people is like, well, what are you going to do about the other people? And they're like, nope, we've decided this is how it's going to be. And I'm like, this is going to, you know, because again, the needs of others. But this is how people are handling it. And in particular person with PTSD this year, normal years gone by, they've done all these things, but this year there's like, I think in the pandemic hasn't helped this is that it's like, well, we didn't do a lot last year and we were fine. So the new normal. <laughs> why, why bother yeah. doing it when we are fine? It's, you know, we could just go to nothing. Um, so it's, it's, 
you know, I imagine, I didn't say this to them, but I imagine that they will change their mind. And I am almost sure that those particular people will change their mind. It's just a matter of like getting into the spirit. Now, going back to what I was saying before, if you're a churchgoer, now that lots of churches are back open and people are going, certainly that's also a place to go and get some kind of peace for people like to have their faith base. Now, going back to growing up years, my growing up years in my religion were very heavily based in, it was more of a um, fashion show at Christmas than anything else. So um, that was a very large memory for me is that it wasn't about what what it wasn't about the chill the, the church no, itself. no it was about so we were both raised catholic who was who was wearing what yeah. right who was wearing what and how the church was filled more than any time of the year because all the people that didn't come to church so i would hear lots of judgment about how all these people that didn't ever come to church were coming to church on Christmas. <laughs> and i mean yeah. so it was always very you know humorous to me that like the it was the antithesis of what the the church is teaching of like being kind and compassionate and yeah. non-judgmental. but i'm one of those people about the only thing i retained from my catholic catholic upbringing is that i might do a midnight mass i, right. I kind of kind of like it and well and so but it's, it's not because of the, it's yeah because it's, it's absolutely gorgeous yeah. usually when you go right yeah um but so well i have found a lovely church near me that has a beautiful I don't experience it like that during the year or at Christmas time that it doesn't do that or it was very different than my childhood. So that's a good thing that it doesn't have because that's how I remember my childhood. It has nothing to do with maybe the Catholic church. It just has to do with people. It's fashion show. Yeah. It's an event. (laughs) I know. So it it takes away from it. So I haven't get dressed up, go hear some Latin, (laughs) celebrate the holday. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, there's so many other aspects that we can talk about. (laughs) But but yes. And and I think that, that if you have a place to go um, and, and be in a community that is healthy and happy and you enjoy, I think that that's, and it's open and it's back open. What a great way to, get yourself into a spirit and not feel like you have to do all these extra things. Um, I know some people feel very pressured like around money with that or things like that, but there are plenty of churches and places to go that are healthy places of worship that you can find um, across the religions. And there are a lot of events in those churches and elsewhere in the community that you can take on it. Aren't necessarily religious. They'll have a dinner or they'll have something, but it's community. It's and that's the thing is it finding community at this time. And so if you're not on Facebook or Instagram um, and you don't know where to go, you know, Facebook and Instagram are really good because they have all these groups now that you can join and they will tell you about your local community events. You can join your towns around you and your town and they will tell you what's going on on a weekly, daily, whatever. Um, or that you can join the Facebook pages of the of the churches or the community centers or the senior centers or things like that because so much is really offered even in this even in the pandemic coming out of it are you okay i'm fine okay (laughs) between you coughing and me sneezing um (laughs) and and also if you don't have the access to that in terms of and you don't want to do that if you just do google searches on your local area um in community activities there's so many things like i've seen so many things this year on like holiday tree lights yep. and and festivals and all kinds of things because people are really trying to get back to community and dinners you know spaghetti dinner i saw three churches in a row this past week <laughs> yeah. of like they're all having like turkey dinner spaghetti dinner such such and such bingo night with blah 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 all all are welcome you know so 
I mean, so things certainly are out there for people that are maybe alone, you know, doing things like that. And certainly events going on all over, which weren't happening and people are looking for connection. Now that's the other piece that I just will briefly talk about and then, and then we'll get ready to wrap up. But the other piece is how many people in the pandemic have now decided not to really go anywhere and do anything because they've now become shut-ins. And I'm encouraging people not to do that. It's so unhealthy for you. Um, the lack of connection and being only socially connected on the internet and through social media is not healthy for you at all. And you really need to have one-to-one -one interaction. We were not made to be on these all the time yeah. and behind a computer screen, although we use them to get our resources. That's great. But really lacking social connection and having the stimulation between each other is a huge detriment especially to people who have any of those disorders I've already mentioned, but then just in general for human nature, we are, we are creatures of being together. We want to be together um, and disconnecting like that from actual physical, tangible touch and seeing and all kinds of texture. That's not a healthy thing. So um, if you're hiding behind the pandemic, so to speak, and using that as a reason to not do or be afraid or hide behind masks, you, you need to go out, you know, not just to exercise, you need to go out and like see people and, and have contact, even if it's just your grocer, you know, Instacart has become so popular and all the delivery services and nobody's doing, it's like, you've got to still have contact. Um, and I can't pressure, pressure that enough is that you really have to have contact with people. Um, that doesn't mean you have to give them hugs. What no. it means is you just yeah. have to have like, Hey, how are you? Because what it's doing is it's firing up all the neurotransmitters in your brain to go, Oh, there's an activity there because if your brain's always watching the screen and you're only looking at social media and you have only telephone conversations or zoom or very minimal, your brain is now becoming complacent and compliant to that one venue. So it's not having stimulation. So your body's not producing the right chemicals. You're not likely to be as motivated to get out there and do exercise or all those or eat right. I mean, people put on a lot of weight in the past year and a half. So, so you've got all these pieces and parts. And so now that we've covered 17 topics in this one particular show on <laughs> December 1st. What you were just talking about is a baby step situation, right? Because right. if you go out to the grocery store, if you go out to an event, you know, the Santa Parade or whatever it is in your town, or you just go out and walk the streets and say hi to a couple of people and you come back and go, I, nobody died. Right. <laughs> you know, I can handle this. It helps you do a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Take small steps. Right. And, and I, and I think that, yes. And I think that if people are still afraid, unfortunately, because now the big push on social media today is the new variant yeah. and people are getting afraid. And that's what, that's why I was saying, oh, my next few weeks are going to be talking about like, what do I think medically about, you know, you know, if you are, whatever your choices are at the end of the day, this goes back to like the very beginning of the pandemic and, and in jest, but in seriousness, wash your hands. Don't get close to people. Like I did to you today, not <laughs> knowing you had a cold and, and, you know, you know, don't get in people's space and wear and wear a mask if you're worried, but don't limit yourself by, you know, and if someone's going to say, Oh, masks don't work. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, medically, they do. And so there's a reason why for centuries, lots of places around the world have worn masks and don't have lots of illness. At the least, they don't hurt. wearing masks. Yeah. At the least, they don't hurt. Well, exactly. There's, yeah. Right. And so so instead of being a recluse, go out, do, and just, you know, do whatever you feel that's going to make you be protected. But, you know, make sure you do all those things like wash your hands. Just wash your hands. Don't lick anybody. Lou, 
Don't what? Don't lick anybody. <laughs> just, yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> you know, so 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 I think that I think that there's so many pieces to the holiday, and I want people to have their best healthy lives on a daily. And I think if you do take baby steps, take it a day at a time, not take the whole month and go, oh my God, here it comes. Yeah, and this is a good month to be in to practice the being in the moment type of thing. Yes. Not to be overwhelmed by the holiday. Right. And just it's December 1st. Right. Deal with December 1st. Right. And remember that there's 31 days, not 25, because people get to the Christmas and then it's like the week of letdown after that. And we didn't even touch on that today. It's yeah. that week in between that really becomes the, oh, now it's over because it's the post party letdown of, yeah. like, oh my gosh, we've done all these things and now it's all over. It's kind of like the 17 hours cooking a meal and you eat yeah. it in 30 minutes. Then you pick your head up, turn around, you're facing your mortality. Right. Because another year is out. Another year is up and another year yeah. has passed. And right. So there's it, this month is just so loaded with so many things. And that's why I said, oh, it's a free for all today of like getting ready topics for the month because there's so much going on for people and it's, it's so well shared. There's someone outside our door. Can you hear them? I can hear them. Oh. They don't know I have a cold either. I'm telling them. <laughs> oh, I'm telling them. All right. So so next week, we will be focusing on, on health and wellness topics that are something related to today. Yep. And I will focus in and, and keep it more um, specific. We'll keep but you on track for the holidays. I will keep it on track for the holidays and coming into the new year. And uh, Lou, you feel better, my friend. I'm, and you stay away from me. I'm getting better every day. It's, this will um, be gone by tomorrow. Uh, yeah, of course. Now, now I'll get sick. <laughs> Thanks. So if I'm sick next week, you all will know why. Thanks, Lou. You can blame it on me. <laughs> All right. So you guys have a great um, week and um, and please make sure you go back and listen. If you missed the last three series of my year daily game phase, they were all about eating and healthy eating. And that would be very relevant to the next couple weeks, too. So. All right. You guys have a good week and I will see you then.